MoneyWeb now on the money. Standing with Mandy Dix, peak head of fiduciary at Private Clients by Old Mutual Wealth. Mandy, appreciate the time today. Changes to trust. The Trust Property Control Act has come into effect April of this year. Is the main change really that information regarding beneficial owners of the trusts? Morning, Simon. Thanks for having me on the show this morning. Yes. That is exactly what the Trust Property Control Act amendments deal with, is the obligation of trustees to record and report information regarding the beneficial owners of trust. So it's a legislative mandate that had not existed previously. It is quite onerous and non-compliance can result in quite serious implications such as a 10 million rand fine (laughs) or five years in prison, which is not an attractive proposition for any trust in South Africa at this point. I think the major reason for the changes in this legislation and particularly SARS's The two are connected with this beneficial ownership concept and SARS is clamping down on um, registration of trusts for tax, etc., is as a result of the grey listing of South Africa by the Financial Action Task Force. And I think the days of, you know, a family trust being registered and you appointing your spouse or your brother or sister or father or mother as a co-trustee, unfortunately, have come to an end because the legislative requirements are so onerous at this point and, as I said, come with quite serious consequences for non-compliance. And beneficial owners, because I, I expected it to be part of the grey listing. That makes sense. And I, and I totally take your point around trusts have become more onerous, perhaps the wrong word, but certainly harder than they were in years gone by and particularly in decades gone by. Beneficial owners, the trust would surely own the assets. That would be the people who were beneficiaries to it, surely? Correct. So I suppose you could probably describe them as the parties that have effective control over the trust assets. So Mm -hmm. in that instance, a trustee would be included. The trust founder would be included. Any named beneficiary, or as I said, any individual Mm -hmm. with effective control over the trust, they would all be sort of under the umbrella of the definition of a beneficial owner. And the legislation requires that quite detailed information regarding these parties is required Mm -hmm. and I suppose cooperation between the master's office and SARS also obligates the reporting parties to make sure that there's no discrepancies between the information that's recorded on the master's portal and the SARS on the SARS website you know obviously when you're submitting your tax returns and also having to fill in exactly the same information regarding the beneficial owners as defined in the Trust Property Control Act. And those beneficial owners I'm imagining are going to have to be natural persons it couldn't be another trust or PTY you'd have to look through that. They do, exactly. So, for example, in many instances where you do appoint an independent and professional trustee, generally there are corporations, for example, Mm -hmm. such as ourselves or Mutual Wealth Trust Company, but there's always a natural person that is nominated as the nominee or representative of the company, and it's that individual or that natural person's Mm -hmm. details that have to be recorded on, as I say, the master's portal or on the SARS website. As I said, I think the implications of non-compliance are onerous Mm -hmm. and not to be ignored. And yes, it just makes the responsibility of a trustee, whether it's a corporate or an individual, 
you know, obviously it's it's something that you always needed to take seriously sure. and with, you know, the required amount of responsibility. But yes, as I said, the consequences of non-compliance are just too frightening to, <laughs> to consider at this point. So if anybody is considering taking up the responsibility as a trustee, besides your fiduciary obligations to the beneficiaries, you have all of these other requirements relating to the new legislation that is in place. I think that the major reason, besides obviously the grey listing yeah. and the issues around our sort of lack of robustness as far as anti-money laundering legislation, etc., goes is the leakage that SARS um, experiences with trusts that are not registered for tax, beneficiaries that are receiving distributions, Mm -hmm. income distributions or capital gains distributions and not recording them in their personal tax returns or, or maybe not even submitting personal tax returns. So, yes, I think the net is kind of closing around those previous gaps and SARS is definitely taking advantage of um, maybe soft targets. Mm. Yes. But I take your point. If you are a trustee or an administrator or even an owner, make sure that you're aware of them. And if you're going into it equally, I take your point on that. Make sure that you are aware of this. It is becoming more onerous around trusts and the administration. We'll leave that there. Mandy Dixpig, head fiduciary at Private Clients, Old Mutual Wealth. Always appreciate the time. (laughs) 